0: Hallelujah. Albert, do you mind to grab um, one of the drop cloths for me? Thank you, sir. Sorry, this is just a little bit better for the uh, laptop here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's just stand for a moment. We're going to pray before we get into the word. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you right now for your word. We thank you, God, that you have spoken to us by your word, by your spirit. And we thank you that you are here in this place right now, and that we have God with us, the Holy Ghost that's here in this place, here in our hearts, living on the inside of us, abounding within us. And, and we thank you for the presence of the Holy Ghost. We thank you the presence of our Lord, Savior right now that's in this house, filling this temple, and filling this temple, our temples. We thank you, Holy Ghost, that you're speaking to us. To our hearts right now, and that as we are continuing to just receive from from you receive from the, our heavenly Father that Holy Ghost that you would just use my tongue as the pen of a ready writer, that Holy Ghost that you have my heart, you have my ear you have my attention, and everyone that's in here also that God that you could do anything in the midst of us that you can do mighty, mighty great things in the midst of us that God our faith is expectant to receive from you this morning so God as our hearts are being uh, stirred right now, we cause our spirit man, and we put our hands on our belly as, as a, a a point of contact, but we, we just cause our spirit man, and we stir ourselves up in the spirit, and God, that as we're stirring ourselves up, we thank you that our, our spirit man is being made uh, active and uh, that alive, and that there's a power that's being released on the inside, that as the word of God that you're giving to us this morning, that the word is active, that it is powerful and we thank you that father god our spirit man is receiving your word receiving what you have to say to us so father god we thank you for what you're about to say and we thank you in the name of jesus in jesus name everyone said amen 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 Amen. hallelujah so i've been uh working in 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 a morgue for the past uh week or so steadily and it's been in and out of this morgue and and uh, it's kind of been a, a little bit eerie, kind of, kind of, you know, not the uh, place to be, so to speak. It's just kind of like, ugh. But uh, perfect word for that, ugh. So uh, we have a uh, an interesting, uh, you know, task at hand that we have to install fire protection in this morgue, and it happens to be over at a university over in Philadelphia. And I have the 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 pleasure of working hard and 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 doing what I need to do, and I have to climb over these bodies, so they have a shelf that they built over top of these bodies. The carpenters had to come in and build some shelving and stuff so that we can do our work and i 'm sharing this for a reason and it 's not just for you know telling you that some uh, strange story, but as i 'm working it 's amazing because you see these bodies laying on these uh, tables and they 're covered with plastic, but you can still see the flesh you can still see these bodies the face the the, the facial features and different things and as i 'm working and installing this the the piping for the fire protection i 'm seeing these bodies some are f- are from uh, people that were uh, in the streets that had passed away, some have donated their bodies for science. But as I'm looking, there's no uh, difference in color. There's no difference. They're all the same. Now you could tell facial features and things like that. Possibly the ethnicity of some of the of, of the, the the people. But the the thing that struck me the most is this. You can't tell age of the, of the bodies. You can't tell age of the, the, the people or anything of that nature because the embalming and everything that goes on in this process, it's hard to tell, you know, age and all that. There's no hair. No, all you see is the same colored pigment of skin or the skin tone. And I'm looking and I'm looking at these bodies and I'm, I'm struck on the inside. And it was simply like God getting my attention. And it was simply this, is that as, as I'm, you know, at, like just trying to proceed, I'm trying to get my mind off of like what I'm seeing, you know, in the natural. And I'm in this place, and I, it was like this all struck on the inside. These people had destinies that God had planned for them. There was a destiny. There was a plan that God had intended for these people. Nobody, only God knows if these people had had uh, had carried out what he, he intended for them. But here's what really struck me is this. Is that whether they had walked out the promise of God for their life and the will of God for their life or not. Again, only God knows. But. I'm sure that there are many that come through into this morgue that did not walk out what God had called them to do. And I I started to think of all the prayers that people are, are praying and praying, maybe loved ones, maybe ones that don't know. But there's the Holy Ghost that is leading us to, when we're in prayer, and the Holy Ghost is leading us to pray, and maybe we have a face or a picture or something, but we don't know exactly what, you know, a name or what's going on, a situation. But maybe the Holy Ghost gives us a little inkling of something to pray about concerning. And there's prayers that are offered up and prayers that are are going constantly. And we're praying. Sometimes we don't know who we're praying for or what we're praying exactly about. But we begin to pray in the Holy Ghost because there's like an unction to pray. There's like a drawing, like a concern by the Holy Ghost on the inside that we begin to pray. We're not, know, not sure what it's all about. But there's loved ones that could have been praying for these individuals that are laying on these uh, gurneys, so to speak, These the, the beds that are stacked in, in this place. But prayers were offered, and I'm thinking of, of this is that there are promises that we hold on to. And God was really speaking to me about holding on to the promise, whether to the end, till our lives come uh, short of what, you know, what we desire or you know, whatever the case may be. But God was speaking to me about holding on to the promises that he's given to us. And holding on, hold fast onto those promises. And holding firm to the promises that he gives to us. Amen. And in that, in that leading, what God was speaking to me is that there is some in, in here, in this house, that have been holding on to promises of God and holding on for a long time. And what God was speaking to me was, was specifically as for our house to not let go. Don't fall faint on the promises that he's been given to you. On the promises that he has in his word. To Hold fast and continue to hold fast. And I love part of the orchestration today by the Holy Ghost. That he wants us to have strength. And give us strength in continuing to hold on to the promises. Amen. I want to just sh- share this Brief story Some know of uh, uh, something that had taken place with our little girl when she was about four years old. And uh, she was fighting some upper respiratory th- uh, things that were going on. And it was, you know, right about this time, I guess, uh, seven years ago. And so she f- was fighting an upper respiratory infection took her to the pediatrician they gave us some some things to pick up some prescription things for her it went away for about a week and then it, it came back and it hit hard that upper respiratory infection didn't just affect her um her breathing and 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 her her lungs but it also affected her her head her fever was spiked up her, she broke out with a rash from head to toe and so here we are, we're watching our little girl that is laying in bed and just sobbing, crying the whole entire day. From, you know, the time I left for work, time I got back, and time I went to sleep, she was sobbing in pain because of, you know, her body going through this, uh, the fevers and the, the pain that she was feeling. She carried 102.1 degree temperature, constant And it would spike up to 103.9, like, a dozen times a day. So it was a constant fever that she was, you know, her body was fighting against infection and something that was going on in her body. So as a father, I'm upset. I don't understand what in the world is, is going on with my little girl. The only thing that I knew to do was to stand on the word of God. And that's to believe, you know what, that, that God is a healer, that he is the healer. Amen. So in this process, and there's a whole you know, dynamic that we go through that our mind wants to think so many things and, and, and start to think doubt and all these, you know, how in the world can our little girl come out of this? And we immediately begin to think about the medicines that will help her. And I'm not saying that that is a bad thing. Medicines are very important in helping to relieve pain and things like that. But for us that believe, we need to take it a step further, amen, and believe the Word of God and believe that our loved ones can come through that sickness or whatever is fighting against our bodies. So medicines are important in assisting us, but we should uh, have the, the medicines... and. And what the doctors are prescribing and use those things and in, in the same respect as the doctors are, are prescribing us things, we need to stand on the word of God, believe in that, yes, thank you for man 's help, but God, we need your help amen, amen. and so in this place that 's where we were. we were in that place that we needed to we needed god 's intervention, we needed something to happen, and in the process, we had to take Sarah to, uh, we had to take her to the pediatrician. Day uh, it seemed like every single day we were taking her. They were t- having us take her to the emergency room, go to the cardiologist, go to this and that. And then when we start to hear all that, we knew something wasn't normal. Right. Something was just not normal. So here again, the thoughts are coming. What's going on? This and that, and you know all the things, doubting. You know uh, the doubt, the thoughts of doubt, and things that are uh, you know trying to sweep through. Uh, is she going to live? Is she going to die? All this stuff sweeping through and so I felt this uh, this it, it, if I could say it like this, like a covering that came over me to help to hold strength in the home and for myself, for my wife, for my daughter and and I just felt like the covering for strength, and in that place. I felt the strength of the the Lord Almighty just like covering. But at the same time, in that, I felt the strength of God, and I was still fighting and battling, you know, the, the fleeting thoughts that would come through. So we're going on through the process. We had to take her to the pediatrician again. And I just said, Doc, I said, listen, I'm tired of this. I'm ti- I, I got to be honest. I'm tired of bouncing from here. We got to travel all the way over here for this, this specialist, this specialist. Can we just go to one place? Is there one place that we can go to? And so they referred us to a particular uh, uh, facility down in Delaware. And uh, we ended up going there. And they were testing Sarah for everything under the, under the sun. Trying to diagnose, trying to figure it out, and it it, it was it was draining it's energy, it's our our thoughts, our mind. You know, it was just physically draining all around. And then in, in that time, they thought they had it nailed down, pinpointed to what this uh, what this uh, the diagnosis was, but they weren't sure they had a, another option that they thought it was. So here's the doctors trying to figure out the physical. Aspect of what's going on and trying to pinpoint it and put the name on it, and uh, we're, so here we are, and we're laying in this in this uh, room, and they bring in another patient, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, just approaching our our father, and I just, father, I don't understand what's going on. I don't know what 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 all the doctors are saying, the words they're saying, the the all I know is that this is my little girl. And this is your daughter. You've given her to us. And it was kind of like the foot. Now, at that point, I had to put my foot in a place of where I'm standing. And that's it. I'm, not, I'm digging in. So I began to read the uh, healing scriptures and began to read through the the things just to help the, encourage me, build my faith. And now, you know, we were reading things over Sarah and we had to dig in deep and truly like come to the place that, okay, the doctors may have a name, but Lord God, we know that the name above every name is Jesus. We know that Jesus is our healer. So we had to dig our heels in deep. I don't know if you guys played tug of war, but there was a lot of tug of war and happening for that, you know, a couple week period of time. But as we dug into the word of God and allowed the word to encourage us and strengthen us and faith increase, we dug our heels in and we're tugging on, on the word of God. Amen. And so for that time, for that place in our life, the promises were so important and the promise of God for us was so vitally important. It was for me, life and death for my daughter. And so they came up with a diagnosis and they started to do, you know, uh, options for treatments and things like that. And so we just, we just went with what the Holy ghost had given us to follow. And we went, uh, to certain doctors to see things through and, Praise the Lord! We haven't. She ha- doesn't have to be on medication for the rest of her life, and she doesn't have to because things that she was supposed to be on is, is strange medication. They're not; they're disease altering drugs, and they could change the biological whatever makeup of the diseases and all this stuff. So, you know what? God, help us to get to the right doctor. Help us to, uh, you know, work through this. And we're trusting in you that you can take. Take your hand, and you can heal her from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet, and that her body is completely whole. We went through this process, and she's not on the medications that the doctors had uh, originally said that she would have to be on and things. But we went through a process where we had to dig deep. We had to trust the doctors in the process, and at the same time, trust the Holy Ghost on the inside in leading. And and knowing our daughter, knowing the things, and and being educated— uh, you know, Elena did a lot of looking up and names and fi- figuring out what all this stuff is and what it does. And so the, God led us to the, to the right doctor for us, and we got through it, and everything's good. And she's, she's uh, perfect, perfectly well. Amen. Hallelujah. So glory to God. Thank you, Lord God, for, for that. We thank you. Lord, we honor you. We thank you, Lord God, that you are the healer that you are so great and you're so loving and caring for us all. God, we thank you that you are bringing healing into this house in such a great measure, that God, that people's minds are being set free, that people are being set free from addictions. God, that is a healing process that has to take place in people's minds and the chemical balances, and Lord God, we thank you that you are able to do those things exceedingly, more abundantly than we could think, that God even knows things, the physical maladies that we may, that we may be facing now, to right now, this, in this moment, that, God, that you are healing the, the ones that need the healing right now. That, God, there is change that is being brought in the, in the physical realm, the mental realm, the emotional realm, in Jesus, your mighty name, because you are good. You are our healer. So we thank you right now that in this place, there's an increase of healing, an increase of faith in Jesus' name, in Jesus' mighty name. Um, so what I wanted to do was in, in looking at this, I want to go through the word and I want to pull out some scriptures concerning some promises, because I believe that we need to be strengthened, Amen. We need to have strength in holding on to the promises of God. We need strength in in taking the Word of God and and just seeing it through, Amen. Because in that place, when all we could do is stand, we stood, and we stood on the Word of God. We stood with our armor. We stood. We were combating against the enemy and the the plans to kill, steal, and destroy against our daughter, we stood in that place. Amen? Amen? And and that's what we need. We need the strength. And sometimes when we feel like uh, we can't make it and it seems difficult and it's a struggle, even when we're standing, that's why we need each other. You don't think that we didn't feel the prayers of the saints and all those that that were praying for us at that time. Because it was vital and important, not just for... uh, Sarah being healed, but it was strength to us in that place. Amen. So when we're going through things, don't hold back, share, share those things. Listen, find someone that is of, you know, we have a pastor couple that are in this place, our senior pastors. Don't be afraid to go to them if you're fighting against something or if you're, you know, you need somebody to stand with you, to to pray in faith with you concerning things, amen? That's what our pastors are for, amen? Is to help to stand with us, amen? Because when we are struggling in that stand, the prayers that are offered in faith, and that's why we need our pastors and, and brothers and sisters that are of the same faith, that are in that same place, that, that are f- believing the Word of God, trusting in the Lord that He can do all things, and that are faith people. I, why? Because we know that it, it's impossible, like it says in Hebrews eleven six, that it's impossible to please God without faith. Amen? Faith moves God. Faith moves His heart into the matters that we face. Amen? So to have a brother sister in the Lord that can stand firm in faith with us is vital is important because it helps to bring us strength in that process. Praise God. Hallelujah. So turn with me if you would to 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20 here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How many know that God keeps his promise? Amen. <clears throat> it's not like being in uh, the schoolyard and kids are giving promises and not keeping to them. Amen. I'll give you my gum if you can do this. I'll give you this and that. But God, our God, keeps his promise. Or how about the, uh, yeah, you know what? You'll get the increase in your pay when uh, you know things are good, or you, you know you can. You, we'll give you this and that. We'll give you these incentives, but but they never happen. The promises never never come through. Our God is not the same as man of, uh, uh, as humans. Amen. He is God that keeps His promise. And like in Second Corinthians one twenty, it says, "For as many are the promises of God in Christ." They are all answered. This is the amplified version. Yes. So through him we say our amen to the glory of God. In Psalm 89:34 you can just write this down. My covenant I will not violate. Nor will I alter the utterance of my lips, says the Lord. Amen it's david quoting god speaking that to, in, in uh to him but here's god in a couple instances that we're saying and there's many more but i just want to stick to a couple uh a couple per for each of these different things that we're going to attack and we're going to look at but god keeps his promise amen so god himself says that he does not violate his covenant and he doesn't alter What comes out of his lips? Amen. Amen. How many know that God's promise never fails? He keeps it and it doesn't fail. Joshua 23 and verse 14. As you can see, I'm about to go the way we all end up going. Know this with all your heart, with everything in you, that not one detail has failed of all the good things God, your God, promised you. It has all happened. Nothing's left undone. Not so much as a word. Now, this is message version. I'm going to read Isaiah 40, verse 8. And it says, The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. Amen? His promise can't fail. Because that's who our God is. Amen. Our God is not a failure. He's a creator. And what He says goes, Amen. and what He promises happens. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen? How many know that all things are possible? Come on, how many know that all things are possible? How many know that God can change any situation in in our lives, in our loved ones' lives? How many know that God can change uh, uh, physical things, physical maladies, or whatever it may be? God can do all things. How can we tell Creator that He can't do such a thing? How? The enemy tries to have us believe that that things can't happen, but with God, all things are possible. Amen? Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 18, verse 27. 27. Jesus replied, what is impossible for people is possible with God. Turn with me to 1 John uh, chapter 2. Because I want to take a look at some things because we have some... I know we have some family members, some loved ones, some friends that we're believing for salvation for. Amen? Amen? And part of that salvation is, is for them to experience and to be able to, to obtain, uh, to obtain the, the fact that they can have life eternally. Amen? So we're going to take a look at a couple of promises concerning eternal life here in First John chapter 2. In verse 24... It says, therefore, let that abide in you, which you heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that He has promised us, eternal life. Isaiah chapter 49 and verse 25, you could just write it down. But the Lord says, forty-nine twenty-five. but the Lord says, For I will fight those who fight you, and I will save your children. Hallelujah. How many know that we we have some children that we might be believing for? Amen? We uh, We have three children that we're believing for, that they will come to the place that they will accept jesus christ as lord and savior on their own and that they'll be stepping into that in their own faith amen and and with their own belief not just because mom and dad had taught us but stepping into it on themselves and coming into that place we're believing that god will save our children amen Amen. how many in here are are believing that believing for that how many are believing that for us with us because we're believing that with you and for you also amen Because what the the devil had intended in maybe circumstances, situations, God can turn around. Amen? Amen. So we're believing with you. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Because our God's a good God. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Father, we just pray right now. We come against the enemy and, and the words spoken by the enemy and even the, the situations that some of our children are in and some of the, the circumstances that they may be in, whether it's in the home front, whether it's in the school front. But we speak against the plans and the attacks of the enemy. We command you to, to cease and, 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 and fall from existence in the name of Jesus. We command you, enemy, to, to stop attacking our children and we come against you by the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, our children will live. Our children will not die. Our children will have the salvation of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. Uh, We're going to look here at the promised new heart and forgiveness in uh, Ezekiel chapter 36. Again, we're just covering some prom- different promises. We ain't going through every promise that God gives us, but I wanna, I'm i covering things that we need to just hold on to. Amen? Ezekiel 36, verse 26. And again, like I said, it, there was something that just struck me on the inside when I began to see these, uh, these people that were laying on these beds, and just thinking about the prayers. Amen. We need to begin to start speaking and praying the promises of God over our loved ones, over our friends, over those that are... I want to say this. You know, it's, more, it's so much easier for people to receive when there's relationship. Yeah. Hear me now. If we're praying for our neighbors, that's awesome because we're praying in faith. If we can open up our doors, have people in, there's a relationship and it causes people's hearts to be a little bit more open. You know, uh, I believe it was Jesse Planis that says he always has one unsaved friend because one sinner, one sinner friend because what he's endeavoring to do is allow God to use him to bring somebody into the kingdom of God. Because when that one gets saved, he looks. He's looking for another sinner friend. Not to go and do you know as the world does, but to bring them in. Allow his doors to be open to have that, their heart in a place to be able to receive. Amen. Hallelujah. But when somebody's able to receive because they they can then Trust you. They can then hear your heart, hear your voice. They get to know you, your sincerity, your intentions, integrity. There's there's a little bit more trust and faith in what you have to say. Amen. I'm just simply saying relationships important. It's more important when in the house of God that we have relationship with each other, so that there's trust with each other. There's faith that is raised at a higher level when we know each other. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (coughs) Hallelujah. Ezekiel 36, verse 26. And I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will... Follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. Hallelujah. Amen. Just pause with me for a minute here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
1: <clears throat>
0: well, uh, 1 John 1 9. I want to read this. 1 John 1 9. Many of you know it. I'm going to read it. If we freely admit, amplified version, that we have sinned and confess our sins, he is faithful and just, which means true to his own nature and promises, and will forgive our sins and cleanse us continually from all unrighteousness, which is our wrongdoing, everything not in conformity with his will and purpose. Amen. Amen. God promises, promises to give us a new heart, a new heart that would be changed, to be able to hear and understand and know his ways, that we would be cleansed and and washed from guilt, from shame and all the the things that sin brings. Amen. He promises it. Again, relationship is so vital, important, vitally important because of every promise that we read is contingent usually on our relationship to him are you with me it's usually contingent on our relationship with him hallelujah glory to god <clears throat> the promised holy spirit luke chapter 11 and verse 13 Luke eleven thirteen. if you then being evil, that is sinful by nature, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask and continue to ask him? Amen. Again, we know that the Holy Spirit had come in the upper room when uh, everyone was gathered together, and we know that the Holy Ghost had just c- come to the... This world and just explode it in such a dynamic way. And and this is the new life that God had intended when Jesus had gone to be that at the right hand of the Father. The Holy Ghost comes and now the, the church is breathed into existence. Amen. Hallelujah. So this same Holy Spirit that came in the upper room in Acts uh, 42, two forty two. We know that in that time that that the, that same demonstration and power of the Holy Ghost wasn't just for that moment, but it's for all eternity. Amen? Amen. Amen. John chapter 16, verse 13. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you. Again, this is a promise that we were given. He came. He's here. So when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, full and complete truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but he will speak whatever he hears from the Father, the message regarding the Son, and he will disclose to you what is to come in the future. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit residing within us, he will give us a knowing of things to come, the signs and the times and the seasons we're in. Amen. And hope, give us that inkling of what's coming up, a sensing of, of things that, that are about to unfold. Amen. Why? It's God the Father utilizing the Holy Ghost within us to know the Father's heart, to know His plan, His purpose. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, we all like this, promised prosperity, and blessing. Psalm 34, verse 9, it says this, "O reverently fear the Lord. You His saints, believers, holy ones, for to those who fear Him, there is no want. The young lions lack food and grow hungry, but they who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. Amen? Again, they who seek the Lord. Those whose hearts are directed and guided. And, and uh, c- can I say it this way? With a disciplined spirit and a discipline within us that is set in motion to seek the Lord. Yes, yes. That there is a, a responsibility that we have to seek the Lord. Amen. 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 And then we won't lack any good thing. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 6, verse 31. It says, Therefore, do not worry or be anxious, perpetually uneasy, distracted, saying, What are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? For the pagan Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. But do not worry, for your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But first and most importantly... Seek, that means aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness. And I love what the Amplified says. His way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God. And all these things will be given to you also. So don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has its own or enough trouble of its own. Amen? But God will give us everything that we have need of. If what? We're seeking His kingdom. Amen? Our eyes set like a flint, like we're focused on His kingdom and the purposes of him, of His uh, kingdom and kingdom rule and also for of His character. Amen? Malachi chapter 3 says, bring all the tithes. And we had some scripture concerning tithing, and offering, But bring all the tithes, the tenth, into the storehouse so, storehouse, so that there may be food in my house. And test me now on this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you so great a blessing until there is no more room to receive it, then I will rebuke you, the devourer, insects, plagues, for your sake, and he will not... Destroy the fruits of the ground. Nor will your vine in the field drop its grapes before harvest, says the Lord of hosts. He's got everything in control. He's got everything in control. He's saying to test him in this. This is the one thing that we can test God in. Amen? Yeah. Is that when when we give our tenth, when we give our first fruits to him, he's saying, Test me this. I promise to you that I will take care of the enemy on your behalf. I will pour out a a blessing so great that there won't be more room to contain the blessings that I'm pouring out. He's saying, test me on this. I promise you. Is what he's saying. Amen? Amen. Again, we we love the, the promises about healing. And if you would, if you would turn to Jeremiah chapter 30. Again, this is a place that... We had walked through, you know, with our daughter, but we walked through continually for ourselves, amen. amen, for healing to our own bodies because it's a promise of God. And it's something that, again, we're all walking in faith and increasing in faith concerning, amen? amen. Hallelujah. Has anybody arrived? Not yet. When we're in the kingdom, we're, we're, we're hit with him, we've arrived. But as we're walking here on earth, we're all growing. Amen? We're growing in faith. We're growing in faith concerning healing, concerning the blessings, concerning our children being saved. We're growing continually. And at times, our faith is constantly being tried, but it's being made true by the Word of God and by walking out these uh, th- these times in our lives. Amen? Through experiential, uh, uh, just having experience and walking through it. And coming out victorious, Amen, Amen. Sometimes we've walked through things, and maybe we didn't walk on the victorious side. But guess what? We can we can forget the past and forget the things that we ha- have maybe uh, been beating ourselves up over. Well, why didn't I receive this? I should have done this. I should step into the Word of God because now is now, then is then. It's time to start start walking where we need to walk. Amen. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. <clears throat> uh, Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 17 for I will restore health to you thank you I'll take that I'll, rest- I'll restore health to you hallelujah and I will heal your wounds says the Lord because they have called you an outcast saying this is Zion no one seeks her and no one cares for her in other words everybody's seen the condition are you with me but God says, I will restore health to you and I will heal your wounds. Amen. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26 says this, saying, if you will diligently listen and pay attention to the voice of the Lord, your God, and do what is right in his sight and listen to his commandments and keep Foremost in your thoughts and actively obey all his precepts and statutes. Then I will not put put on you any of the diseases which I have put on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. Hallelujah. It sounds like a lot of requirements. But it's a lot of freedom when we're walking in it. Are you hearing me? let's let's look back. If you will diligently listen and pay attention to the voice of the Lord, it means the moment you wake up, the moment you go to sleep, in that period of time, you should be paying attention to the voice of the Lord on the inside. Do what's right in His sight. Listen to His commandments. Keep them for, foremost in your thoughts and actively obey all his precepts and statutes. Sounds like a lot to do, but it's so simple. It's simple. Read the Word of God and just do what he tells you to do, do what the Word of God tells you to do. It's simple. It seems so difficult because when our minds are set on the natural things and the circumstances and the fleshly things, it is hard because our flesh wants the fleshly things and it wants to deal with natural things in a natural way. But it's simple when we can just obey the Word of God. Wake up, praise Him, worship Him, hear the voice on the inside, obey His Word. It's that simple. And then, He is in that place that He is the Lord God, that He will heal you. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How many know that God promises peace? Amen? How many have been in a place where you've struggled with peace or or having peace? God promises peace to all of us. Amen? Isaiah 26, in verse 3, it says this. Again, Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep in perfect and constant peace the ones whose mind is steadfast, that is, committed and focused on you in both inclination and character, because he trusts and takes refuge in you with hope and confident expectation. Trust confidently in the Lord forever. He is your fortress, your shield, your banner. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock, the rock of ages. Amen. Again, if you will keep in perfect and constant peace the ones whose mind is steadfast, committed and focused on you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. Don't be anxious or worried about anything. But in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific re- requests known to God. But don't be anxious or worried about anything. That's an instruction that's given to us. Amen. Paul writing to the church of Philippi, and he says, hey, don't be anxious. Paul obviously had something by the Holy Ghost that he, was pre- that he was speaking, preaching, teaching in a letter to them saying, don't be anxious. Or worried about anything. But when we have that need, when we have a concern of, in our heart, make those requests, those petitions known to God. Give it over to Him. Give over that care to Him. Give over that concern to Him. Allow Him to take on that that burden, so to speak. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to God. How many have ever had some difficult maybe sharing your faith? Maybe it was uh uh you know an uncomfortable uh situation you may have been in where you felt kind of like, uh, I know I, uh, what I want to say, but I'm not sure how they'll receive it. And there's fear that kind of steps in. How, do you, how, how many know that we can be free, completely free of fear? Whether it's the terror at night or whether it's the stepping out in faith. Because fear comes in many ways, but we can be completely free of fear. Hallelujah. Psalm chapter 34, verse 4 says this, I sought the Lord on the authority of his word, and he answered me, and he delivered me from all my fears. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Seek the Lord, and on the authority of his word, we can come against fear. Amen. He answered me, he delivered me from all my fears. He's given us now the place to walk in that authority that Christ had walked and walked into. Amen? Because that same authority that Christ had has been given to us. So we we now can come against fear. We now can make sure that we're free from fear through the name of Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 18. There is no fear in what? In love. Dread does not exist. But perfect, which means complete, full-grown love drives out fear. Because fear involves the expectation of divine punishment. So the one who is afraid of God's judgment is not perfect in love. Has not grown in a sufficient understanding of God's love because when we have grown in a sufficient understanding of God's love, we know that if there's something that is a concern to us, that we know that God loves us so much that he wants to see us healed because sometimes we can walk in fear if we are facing, uh, elements or sickness or diseases that are, are terminal. Amen. And sometimes there's fear that we may walk in, but if we know God's have a full understanding of God's love, love will drive out that fear because we know how God wants us to be. And in the condition that he wants us to be, that's perfect in his sight. healed, delivered, set free because that's our God's love towards us to deliver us, set us free and that he would heal us. So knowing our God and knowing who he is drives that fear out because he loves us so much. His love for us, for you, drives out fear. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Turn with me to Psalm chapter 91. Glory. God promises to deliver us. And protect us. Could you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 91 verse 4. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He will cover you and completely protect you with his pinions. And under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a wall. You will not be afraid of the terror of night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor of the destruction, the sudden death that lays waste at noon. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 138 and verse 7 says this, though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies and your right hand will save me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How many know that God wants us free? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. How many know that God wants to keep us protected? Even though we're walking in the valley of the shadow of death. God, our God, our loving God wants to keep us protected. Keep us delivered from the hand of the enemy. Amen? Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. What an awesome God we serve. Hallelujah. We got something to shout about. Amen? We got something to shout about. And that's where the fact that we are free, we are healthy, that we are whole, that we are blessed that we're protected, that we are in peace, we're free from fear. There's so many things that God has done for us and has given us because He loves you. He loves me. Hallelujah. Amen. I just want to say this, is that God loves us so much that He wants us to be free from temptation. Amen. Because He's given us and He's promised us that we can overcome temptation. Hallelujah. That not only are we, that, that we're walking this fight of faith that we're in, but He is has given us the ability to be able to overcome temptation. Yes. Temptation isn't just concerning lustful things and things of the flesh, but how about, how about this? How about temptation to doubt God? Amen. Amen. Which would then get us out of faith. Right. How about things of, you know, of maybe fearing and and the temptation to fear the temptation to maybe uh, be disloyal or dishonest and you know but there's so many different things but God has given us the ability to overcome any temptation whether sin of the flesh or maybe it's those things to bring us in doubt and disbelief. First Corinthians in chapter ten it says this verse thirteen, no temptation. "...regardless of its source, has overtaken or enticed you that is not common to human experience, nor is any temptation unusual or beyond human resistance. But God is faithful to His word. He is compassionate and trustworthy. And He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability to resist." Amen? Amen. "...to resist the temptation, to resist the enemy." But along with the temptation, he has in the past and now, uh, and is now, and will always provide the way out as well. So that you will be able to endure it without yielding and will overcome temptation with what? Joy. Hallelujah. So we can overcome temptation with joy. So when fear comes, We know that we have the answer and we can overcome those thoughts because joy will reside in our heart. When our loved one is sick, when our loved one is going through maybe circumstances that are beyond our control or whatever it may be, we know we have the answer and we can overcome temptation, maybe to murmur, to talk against somebody because joy will be residing in our heart. Knowing that our God, our loving God, and having a full understanding of, the, of our God's love, that he's in control. That he's taking care of this situation. Because he loves his children. Amen? But joy will rise up within our hearts. Hallelujah. Amen. Hebrews chapter 2, and we're going to close with this. Verse 18. Because he himself, Jesus, in his humanity, has suffered in being tempted. He is able to help and provide immediate assistance to those who are being tempted and exposed to suffering. Why? Because he, Jesus himself, overcame all temptation. He knows how to deal with it, he knows how to overcome it. So there's no temptation, there's nothing that can come against us that the enemy would throw at us that we do not have control over because through Jesus' blood he's given us the authority over those things hallelujah so by his stripes that were for us for all of mankind but for those that would believe and hold on to the word of god we have victory over the enemy because he's given us victory over the enemy amen hallelujah we have been given so many promises We need to hold fast to the word of God, to know the promise and to know that he will see it through. Amen. Amen? Because our God is a loving God. And when we come to the fullness and the full understanding of his love, we will find victory. We will find peace. We will find his promise and his promise will, will carry out exactly what he said he will do. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's stand. Glory to God. Let's give him a shout. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord God. We bless you, Father. We give you glory and honor. We thank you that you are a loving God, that you love us so much. We give you glory and honor that, we, Lord, this day, that you're refreshing our memory, that you're refreshing our heart, that you're continuing to build faith in our hearts, knowing that you love us so much, that, God, that you've delivered us from the hand of the enemy. You've delivered us out of his, his hand, and, God, that we, you've given us a victory over him, that you've blessed us with so many blessings, prosperity health, healing to our bodies, our loved ones saved. Lord God, that you have given us into a place of peace, that you've given us peace free from fear, free from bondage of the hand of the enemy. God, you are so awesome. You are so great and mighty. Lord God, that only you can receive the glory because there's no way we can come out of these things without you, without your hand upon us and your hand at work through your word. By faith, Lord God, we know that we receive everything and your promises in Jesus' mighty name. We give you glory and honor, Lord God. We worship you and we thank you, Lord God, that as we go from this place, that Lord God, we are going with a renewed strength, a renewed heart, that God, that we can come through every day and face it with with joy, with peace, and knowing that you are in full control, Lord God, because we will see to it, and we won't doubt in our heart that, Lord God, your promises are yes and amen, and that your promises are forever on our behalf, that, God, that those who are diligently seeking you, and, Lord, that whose hearts are fixed on you and seeking your kingdom, that, God, you are taking control of everything we have need of. In the mighty name of Jesus. So, Lord God, as we go from this place, we thank you, Lord God, that you are blessing our socks off. That God, no matter where we're going, that even those that we love, our loved ones, our family members, our friends, that God, you're beginning a change in their hearts. That their hearts are being softened. That Lord God, that you are uh, allowing them to to see and to to have a, a a glimpse of of your goodness. That Lord God, that you would draw all men to you through the name of Jesus. That God, that you would use us to be able to to speak the truth, the gospel of your kingdom, to those that are hurting. To those that are lost, and Lord God, we thank you that those that we love, that we know that our friends, our family members that God, you're delivering delivering them for your sake and, and on our behalf, Lord God, in Jesus mighty name, and we thank you for it, Lord God, we glorify you, we glorify your name, Jesus, you are holy, you are mighty, in Jesus, your name, we glorify you. hallelujah, hallelujah
1: hallelujah hallelujah i I want to tell you a a little testimony um and this is exactly what pastor tim is talking about a few months back uh one night of prayer i I brought up a, a woman that i met and who was telling me about her grandson that um she he had been born and they said they basically were giving him a week to live that he had been born way too early about 24 weeks and um they they were giving him about a week to live and Um, When she told me this, and and she's filled up with tears, the promises of God that I know, that I stand on, it rose up in me, and I looked at her, because she said, said, I don't know, I don't know, they're giving him a week. And I looked at her, and I said, he is going to live. And she, oh, 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 you know, you could see, she was in total doubt. And I said, no, he's going to live, and he's going to come home. Now, Amen. Because when we are so convicted of what God will do, amen, it it doesn't just come out when we're home. No, it should come out everywhere we go. And when someone is speaking the opposite of what God says, do not be afraid to stand up and say no. No, you're wrong because I'll tell you what, in the hospital when the doctors were, now this is, this is why it's so important to keep praying, keep praying and praying and praying and praying for those who are standing and going through something because every single day in that hospital, everything that people were saying was nothing but the negative. She's this and she's that. And it's going to be this and going to be that. And when the doctor looked at me and said, when we were talking about not continuing Uh, I'm sorry, not changing her medicine. This was later, but not changing her medicine to the the higher, the more intense uh, drug that they wanted to put her on. Um, And the doctor looked at me and said, you're going to cripple your own child. Uh Uh-uh. I'll tell you, as a parent, what rises up inside of you and the stuff that the doctors were saying, that it's going to be this and it's going to be that. Oh, you got to have a righteous indignation that rises up and says, no, no. Don't you dare put those things on me or my loved ones or anyone else. No, you stand up with the truth. Amen. And I refused to receive the words that she spoke over me. And I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I went home and, and I told him what, they said, what she had said. And we just rebuked those words. Don't you dare say that's going to happen to my child. Amen. And we began to declare and speak the truth. Well, this woman... Um,
0: it it just blows my mind because what parent wants to see their 4-year-old child be put on a medication that causes cancer to increase and in, is to speedily increase in someone's body which that's was she wasn't even facing cancer but it's a it's a it's a cancer medication that they wanted her to put on, to put her on and we we're like no and we you know we we're standing on the word of god but no, we are not going that that direction. thank you very much well
1: and this particular one too it was almost like a chemo treatment because what they told us was one the day that they take it because they would take the medication once a week on the day that they take it plan to have no activities at all she'll probably want to stay in bed the entire day and um you have to go every so many weeks for liver screenings and everything else because it's going to it's going to pretty much kill her liver I mean they just and it's like you're kidding me? That's the best you're going to offer my child? Uh-uh. Immune system's going to be gone. You're going to wipe everything out. And then and, and they'll tell you, this doesn't cure anything. It's just going to help, you know, monitor the symptoms. Like, no, sorry. If that's the best you can do, I don't want to hear anything you have to say. And you know what? If you've ever walked through something, you know it's depressing. And and all the things that come at you, all the the things you've heard reports, and, and it wears you down. And you know what? As believers, we've got to stand behind each other and speak the truth of what God says. Because you don't know, you do not know how much strength that person needs in that hour. Amen? Because you don't know all the things that are coming against them and all the, the, the temptations that are there to believe what the world is saying. And I'm not saying that doctors don't know anything because obviously they're looking at things from, their, from a perspective. They see stuff, but it's like, yeah, but, but God has a perspective that you can't see.
0: You know, the, the, we could have said, uh, you know, we're going to stand in faith and we're just going to keep our daughter in bed and, and, and uh, you know, as she's suffering. But we knew that it was important for us to get medical attention, to to know exactly what we have to fight the good fight of faith against. Amen? Are you hearing me? So we took our daughter to get some uh, uh, understanding of what we're up against so we knew how to fight in faith. Amen? Are you hearing me? Praise God. Because everything
1: that they told us, everything that they told us, we took it back and we looked it up. We wanted to get more information. All right, Lord, show us what it is that they're saying is going on. So we know where to f- pull up scriptures. And if it's in the blood, if it's the digestive system or immune system or whatever this stuff is coming from, we want to we have some arsenal to be able to speak these things and begin to command the right parts of her body to work the way they're supposed to. Amen? So it's okay that they're telling you what they're telling you, but use it to your advantage. Amen? Don't stay stuck in the diagnosis. Use it to to go to the Word and say, okay, if it's in the brain, then I'm going to look up every scripture I can that says about what the, the, what God says about the brain and the functioning of the brain and the spinal cord or whatever it might be. If it's emotional, Lord, help me to, you know, dig up every scripture that covers the emotions and the the the, the mind and the way that the body processes everything as it feels stuff. I mean, use it to your advantage. Amen? And begin to command all those, the neural Processes in the brain and everything else to function the way they're supposed to. Amen? We are not slaves to Satan and and the, the body and everything that he tries to put on us. And we're not slaves to what the doctors are limited to. Amen? I began to find all kinds of things that talked about nutrition and talked about ways of healing the body of the things that they were trying to drug her for. And when I asked the doctors about it, the doctor just pretty much said, I have no... Uh, she says, I'm not trained in any of, of that. I have no understanding of, of any of that. And I just thought, okay. And she's telling me it probably won't work. And I thought, but you just said you have no training <laughs> in any of that. So how do you, you know, it's like, why do you think it wouldn't work? You, you don't know anything about it. So, um, you know, God gave us doctors for a reason, but we're not limited to that. Amen. So God is the great physician. The baby, yeah, I'll get back to the baby. Um, We're not limited to that, amen? Amen. Um, Okay, so the baby, uh, Anna, and Nicholas is her grandson. Um, All right, so a few months, uh, a couple months went by, and he's been in the hospital. And every time I saw her, I'd ask her, how's he doing? Oh, he had to have this surgery and that surgery. Because he was born very premature, his heart and his lungs and everything, he was, you know, he was... um, they weren't fully developed, so he was having some trouble. And she was very much in doubt every single time that I would talk to her. And But I would look at her and say, he's still alive. He's still alive. He's going to be fine. You wait. He's going to be breathing on his own. His heart's going to be strong. You wait. He's, he's going to be good. He's coming home. And I kept telling her every single time, he's coming home. Oh, I don't know. You know she, Boy, she, she was very much a woman of doubt. But I'll tell you what. She told me later, her daughter... Okay. At the time that he was, before he was born, the doctors told her that uh, by law they could terminate the pregnancy. Okay, because he was, because she was below, um, I forget how many. After so many weeks, they they can't. But he was below that, so they said we can terminate the pregnancy, knowing that he's probably going to have some issues. He might die anyway. Okay. Um, the nurse, the nurse came to her mother. Anna, Anna, and told her, you know, you, we need you to talk to your daughter and um, kind of convince her that she probably should terminate the pregnancy because she was a mess emotionally, the mom. She was a mess. She didn't know what to do, right? She's, she's torn. And so she goes to her daughter and she says, honey, she says, they're, they're t- saying the baby's not going to live. Maybe we should go ahead and terminate. And the daughter, she looked at her mom. Now, she's not a Christian, okay? Not, not professing to be. If anything, they had a little touch of Catholic. They're actually from... Uh, I want to say the Ukraine. Um, She had a little touch of of Catholicism. That was about it. But the daughter, no, huh? Polish? No, Ukrainian. Uh, She looked at her mom and she said, no, no. She said, I'm going to leave this in God's hands. I'm going to leave him in God's hands. And her mother at the time was really thinking her daughter made a mistake. Okay. This is the grandmother. And I've never met her daughter, but I've talked to the the grandmother. She's thinking she made a mistake. Now, I believe he was in the hospital about four months. No, he was a little older than that. I think it was about eight. In the hospital about eight months. Um, and uh, he kept getting lots of surgeries and different things. And um, it's funny because when, when she told me what her daughter said, I said, see? I said, look at that. I said, your daughter, your daughter believes he's going to be all right. She's, she's trusting God. And I said, I said, Anna, I said, God is going to show you how much he loves Nicholas and he loves all of you. And God's doing a miracle in his life. Well, I talked to her recently, um, a few weeks ago, they said he, they were going to release him. And then he came across, um, a case, uh, they said he had, um, not pneumonia. He had, um, hepatitis, I think it was. Um, and so now she's like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's so funny that the doubt, you know, she's like, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's not meant to be, you know, and, and I said, I said, hold on. I said, so, right. I said, he's still alive. He has lived this whole time. You think that I told her, I said, you think that God can't heal him of the hepatitis? I said, what? <laughs> he wasn't supposed to live. That's what I told her. I said, they could have aborted him. He could have died at the time that she gave birth. He could have died any moment from, ne- from then until now. And he's still alive. And he's breathing good. And his heart is beating good. And everything, he is doing well. And I said, so what? He's got hepatitis. I said, God's healing him of the hepatitis. He's going to be fine. Yeah. I said, and I told her again, he's coming home. She said they never did a baby shower for him because they didn't think he was going to live. And she still, she says that her and her daughter... They want to have a baby shower, but they're waiting until he comes home because they don't want, she, I think, doesn't want anybody having to return gifts or in case he doesn't make it. It's like she's still hanging on to the fact that he might die. And I said, have that party. (laughs) I said, you have that party for that baby. He needs that stuff. He needs whatever, you know, you have that party. Have your celebration. He's coming home. I said, keep planning it because he's coming home. Well, I just saw her. And um, I didn't actually, I didn't see her for a while. And I kept asking, uh, she works at the Wawa near our house. And so every time I was in there, I'd ask her, is, is Anna in? And, you know, they say, oh, you know, no, she, oh, she was in a couple days. And I kept missing her for a few weeks. And um, so I finally caught up with her. And here, she hasn't been there because on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, she's home taking care of her grandson. <laughs> Amen. Because she told me, she said, if he comes home, if he comes home, she said, I, I might, you know, not work as much so I can be there for him. So Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, she's with her grandson and, and he's, he's beautiful. He's perfect. And she told me, she says, he's a little prince. <laughs> she said, he, if he, if he cries even just a little bit, you know, they're there, just everybody's, you know, just scooping him up. And I said, but, but I said, look at that. And she says, yes. She says, God is good god is good the woman of doubt and unbelief who had him dead and dead like you know back then but even up until a couple weeks ago she's still not sure if he's gonna come home and if he's gonna be alive the woman is professing that god is good and i said i told you he was a miracle baby I said, "Look at what God has done." I said, "Your daughter must be just beside herself. She must be so excited." And she said, "Oh yes." Now she, her daughter, works too, so they're kind of tag teaming. But they're just so thrilled that he's home, and he is the little prince of that house. I mean, but it's you see how God moves. And what if you know? Every I don't know. Maybe I was the only person in her life that was saying. No, God is going to heal him. He's coming home. I don't know what kind of opposition she had. Who was saying stuff about him? I mean, look, the doctors, they wrote him off. They didn't believe he was going to live at all. So praise God. Remember the promises for yourself and for others. And when things rise up, man, be a little indignant. Amen. And say, no, not on my watch. Don't you tell me this little baby's going to die. Uh-uh. I don't care if I ever see him. I've never seen him. I've never seen him. But you know what? I see him right in here. I see him in here. And I see her daughter and, and the whole family. And it just it's it's an incredible testimony of what God has done for them. Now, we didn't necessarily talk about this, you know, about salvation, but I still see her. You know, it's like, hey, God went in through miracles and signs and wonders into their life. And I'll tell you what, with all her doubt, she cannot deny what God did. Amen. Amen. So she has a testimony to fall back on and say, wow, God is still, he's still here. He's still doing incredible things. Amen. And out of her own mouth, God is good. Amen. She'll never forget that. And that bully is a living testimony of God in her life, loving them, caring for them. And I believe when her daughter said, I'm going to leave him in God's hands, I don't know that that was a total faith statement, but there was a little bit of hope in there. Amen. She didn't just, you know, throw him off to do, you know, for what the doctors were saying. She thought, I'm going to, I'm going to give this thing a try. I'm going to see test. Not how to
0: do, but- just. Not knowing how to, but just releasing that ounce or that inkling or that whatever, any hope that she had, that God, it's in your hands. Not knowing how to approach him, not knowing how to, you know, but there's hope. And there was faith that was released in that place. Amen. I I did
1: pray on my own for Nicholas. And I know we lifted lifted him up here uh, for the church to pray. But... um, the The point of what I was saying basically is to, you know, let's let's really put that hope in others. You know, they may look at you crazy, like, why in the world would you say that? Um, but that's okay if they don't understand. You know, she, she doubted everything I said. I I believe, but it doesn't matter to me. I believed it. I knew God knew it. It's like, and I'm I'm you know, it, Satan's hearing it too. Yeah. And I'm th- I'm in my heart, it, I was fixed. Yeah. No way. No way. Not on my watch. And I believe all of us can be at that place where, you know, you can speak and refuse to allow something to happen. Amen. If you see that there is something that should not be, man, take some ownership of it and, and say, you know what? I might be one, but my prayers are effective. Amen. Because I'm speaking the word and his word will not return void. It is going to accomplish its purpose. He's going to live and not die. Amen? So, praise God.
0: Praise God. And, you know, what could have taken place is, you know, maybe God had intended for little Nicholas to change that family lineage and, and, and the direction that that family lineage was headed. Amen? So I believe that God has a lot of things in store for little Nicholas and for more things to unfold in their, in their family. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we glorify you. We close and, and just saying, Lord, we love you. And, Lord, would you help us to love you as much as you love us. Holy Spirit, counsel us, teach us as we, as we go from this place. And we thank you for all that you're doing for us, in us, and through us. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You're dismissed.